All right, guys, here we go. Another big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We're talking House of the Dragon, episode eight. We have yet another time jump. We get King Viserys' last stand, and we even disagree a little bit about the Song of Ice and Fire. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Going well, man. It's great. How are you? I'm great. Uh, we are through seven episodes of uh, House of the Dragon. What was this episode called? Even? Lord of the Tides. Uh, yeah, Lord of the Tides. Lord of the Tides, yeah. Um, another great episode, uh, but before we jump into that and all the craziness that is the uh, Targaryen family... We need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So we need to jump into this. And speaking of jumps, there's been yet another time jump. The 13th time jump in eight episodes. The 13th, yes. It's just <laughs> constant time jumps. This one was six years. And we know that because um, Corliss is on death's door supposedly even though he wasn't on in this episode at all he was wounded fell overboard and now has a terrible fever uh we see the kids are all much older at this point and his brother who we've met multiple times is mostly just a dick vaymond wants driftmark for himself he is claiming that he is the rightful heir and he has a few problems with the current uh, bloodline and the mm -hmm. heir to the throne. Um, and so he's kind of calling on the fact that he's going to go directly to um, the king and makes a comment like a king doesn't sit on the throne, a queen does. And so you right. kind of understand that the high towers have really taken over. And honestly, like Vaymond, you know, he came across as a dick and he was a pretty one note character. Um, you know, I'm angry guy. Okay. But he kind of had a point, right? I mean, like, he didn't seem like he was solely driven by, like, you know, the desire to take over. He wanted to keep it with his bloodline, and he everybody fucking knows that these two random brown-haired kids are not his blood. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think he had a point. Um, No, he did. And, like, you see it, but he is just such an idiot and such an asshole and so unlikable. He is incapable of, like, carefully and smartly navigating the Game of Thrones. And, uh, I mean, we'll get to what happens to him later on. Um, but pretty much he decides he's going to team up with the Hightowers. He thinks that the Crown will back him. And this leads pretty much everyone uh, to King's Landing. And everyone's going to head back and come back together after six years apart. Which I think, I think, he, has a, I think he has a backdoor agreement in place. Yeah. And that was the plan with, the, with Otto. And I do love that all this happened, all this drama, everything that this instigated, and we still don't even know if Corliss is alive or dead. He never showed up. Yeah, I like. I think they like to keep you guessing. Obviously, they love to have you guess if someone's going to die here, there, or when, where, and where. Um, we've been doing it with Viserys the whole entire season so far. I think I've talked myself into his death every episode. Yeah, talk about. I mean, talk about death's door, like literally. I mean, how decrepit can this man get? He's rotting. And <laughs> I mean, when I saw him on this episode, I like I was like, this got to be it. This got to be it. This is the day. So Rhaenyra and Damon head back with their family to King's Landing. They're the first people to kind of arrive back. No one is really there waiting for them at all. 
um, which is pretty wild considering her father is the king and she's the heir to the throne. And then she goes to see her father. It's been so long. And when you get there, the guy is literally like the crypt. <laughs> yeah, it's His a combination, falling off. <clears throat> combination uh, of like the crypt keeper's haircut and the body of Immortan Joe from Mad Max Fury Road, you know, like with the powder yeah. and the, the boils and the skin missing. I will say that like, you know, we had this long theory going up until I think this episode where, you know, are the maesters poisoning him? Are they evil? Are they, you know, working with the high towers? They're in Old Town. Um, I think they did a pretty amazing job keeping this sick fucking dude alive. I mean, what is he like? He looks like he's 95. I'm sure he's 70 or something, but... Well, I think they um, were keeping him incapacitated on purpose with the milk of the poppies. So I mean, that... they were doing that, and that was definitely the high towers kind of pushing that too. Um, but I mean, they they kept him alive; they weren't killing him. He, he lived to be an old. old man. I don't think he is an old man. I think he's just so sick. Yeah, that's what he's turned into. Because well, that's the one thing. Because Damon doesn't look that old. Damon looks Damon's like he like... could be forty, and it's yeah. not like he's forty years younger than his brother Viserys. Right. No, Viserys has to be like in his late 40s to early 50s, but he's whatever he's stricken with has turned him into almost a skeleton. It's he's more of a skeleton than he is an old man. And he if you remember uh, in the last episode when Damon returned, he said something about the gods have been kind to you or something. And he's like, well, the God, they looks like they haven't been to you. Mm-hmm. So it made me kind of think like, oh, he just is really ill. And that's why he looks so terrible. Yeah. I don't think he's like an old man by any means. I mean, it just wouldn't make sense that he would be, you know, significantly older than Damon. Well, right? if you look at Aegon Targaryen and now they've got a new set of kids, you know, I mean, or, or uh, Jace and, and those kids that are like teenagers. And now they have another baby on, you know, uh, with a with a different daddy. So like maybe mm-hmm. that was a scenario. But I'm just saying it's plausible. But yes, yeah, it's. Even if it was 15 years, he looks like he's 50 years older than yeah. <laughs> uh, than Damon, for sure. So I, I thought um, overall, uh, Viserys just dominates this episode. It's obviously meant for him. Yeah. And he just puts on an absolute show. Like, I was so captivated by every deep breath and sigh this guy uh, made. I, I, I felt like he was um, doing his best impression of me with a migraine. Ooh, sure. Because that's literally pretty much how I act with the mm-hmm. puffing and puffing and whatnot. But um, no, I do think that he uh, was just wonderful in this. You get a couple scenes where there's kind of jockeying with um, the grandchildren. And I think like what really has shocked me about this show is that I, I think we were all expecting the cast that we saw in all of the trailers to be the people who we were going to get multiple years with. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think the show has more to do with the kids than it will probably with the adults. So they're and accelerating like, the lives of the adults so we can get to the the drama with the grandkids and their kids yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, And I kind of think that most of them, mm-hmm. along with maybe a few other big characters, I kind of think they're going to be the stars of this show. I think by the time we get to, you know, the season juicy bits. four. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we get to season yeah. four, like a lot of the people that we knew in season one will be long gone. Um, and a lot of the characters that maybe we don't think a, a lot of right now will be kind of the big next stars. And, you know, I, I, I found myself like thinking, what was I thinking of Jon Snow at this point? Like, yeah. I sure as hell wasn't thinking he was like the future. You know, like I wouldn't have guessed Jon Snow was going to be the, the hero of the whole series when we were at 
episode seven of season one of Game of Thrones. Well, but think about, I mean, and that's a good point. Think about season one of the original series between Robert and Ned, you know, as kind of the focal points of that. Uh, didn't make it very far, you know, um, in, know in, right? in the totality of everything. So, and then it became I don't think about. They made it this far. I don't even think either of them made it to episode I think seven. Ned made it to episode nine of 10 or seven of eight or something like that. Rob didn't die till season three. No, no, no. Robert, Robert Baratheon. Oh, right. Yeah. Robert. Yep. Robert died first. Yep. And then it became about, then it became about the kids. It became about Joffrey. It became about Sansa and, you know, Rob Stark, you know, the king in the north or the the young wolf or whatever uh, became about Jamie Lannister, Tyrion. You know what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. Eric's right. Even though they were a little more adulted. Than, than the kids are on this show, I think accelerating to kind of a slowdown in the, the upcoming seasons might be where it's headed. Yep. I, I just think, though, that, like, you look at what age those characters are supposed to be. Maybe the actors weren't perfect in the first Game of Thrones, but I think they're supposed to be a bunch of teenagers, right? Like yeah. Rob Stark and Jon Snow and Sansa and Joffrey and, you know, all of these, they're like teenagers, supposedly, in the show. I mean, they kind of, like, cast them with like handsome 25 year olds but they tend I to think, do i kind of think that's the idea of this um is that they're kind of like your big future stars and i i think that this show has just like kept me on my toes because it like gave us these videos to preview this upcoming game of thrones show and i think everyone kind of like wrote the whole script themselves using the few clips that we got and you were like, oh, yeah, well, it is Game of Thrones, so someone's going to backstab someone. But this person and this person are going to compete for the throne, and the king is going to die, and there's going to be a fight. You know, and, like, you you kind of, like, wrote the whole thing in your mind using this weird narrative they gave you with just a few short clips. And I think that it's twisted and turned in so many fun ways that I feel kind of off balance in my guessing of where the show is going to go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ultimately, we're kind of headed towards a place where we – sort of know most of these characters are going to die Yeah, eventually. I mean, they're all going to kill each other. There's going to be massive dragon battles in the air. I mean, all that stuff is going to be great, but, like, don't get attached. I mean, I think that, like, five out of the 30 named characters are going to make it. Like, I think way more characters lived in at the end of Game of Thrones, even, than we thought they would, and I think this is going to be much bloodier. Okay, so... Who is a character that you would be genuinely sad if they died here in season one? Rhaenyra, for sure. Damon. Damon, I think, would be Damon the one. Would, I mean, yeah. that would suck. Like, I could see it. Like, just, I would be more sad for us as viewers because we don't get to have him as a character. Not that, yeah. like, I think he's worthy of anything. He's a piece of shit. But he's, yeah, he his is. entertainment value is fucking fantastic. He is the character I want the most in the show right now. Right. Like, he, he's too good to go. It was like it was like Tywin Lannister's death. Mm-hmm. It just shook me to my core. I could believe I, that. I thought he was just carrying the show at that point. Like, every scene that guy was in was just flawless. And then suddenly he died on the toilet. Yeah. The privy. Shot with a bolt. <laughs> um, all right. So, when we're back at King's Landing here, uh, you get a couple great scenes with the family back together. Damon is kind of trying to play politics with his brother. They they realize that he's insanely drugged up and you get kind of a, a good first scene back with Rhaenyra and Allison and you know the awkwardness after the last meeting that they had six years later they haven't spoken to each other and now they have to pretend that they care about each other um, when they're literally every move and every breath they take is setting up a civil war between them. and they, I think they've I think Condal and the the actors have done a really good job 
of making you feel that tension, which is, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to convey. I think it's hard to do on screen where uh, maybe we're just sort of predisposed to that with Game of Thrones style storytelling on, on, you know, on camera, but it, you definitely feel yourself like clenching muscles, you know, a little bit like when certain characters are on screen or like holding perfectly still, you know, and I, I, I feel like they have ratcheted up the tension to a degree that we haven't seen in a long time. And a lot of shows can't really pull off. And I think, I think mm-hmm. they've done a magical job. Absolutely. And so at this point, the battle lines have been drawn since last week. There no, there's no changes to that. And we know that, um, Vaymond is going to call into question the, uh, gosh, what's, what's lineage, the whatever legitimacy, the, in here, legitimacy yeah. of, of Rhaenyra's children with, there with we go. uh, yeah, Lainor. Yeah. And so he's, he's going to question that in his, um, you know, asking the high towers to kind of rule in his favor for Driftmark and Rhaenyra in a desperation move goes to Rhaenys and says, Hey, I need you want to have my back here. I want to support what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll marry my two sons to your two daughters. Your kids will sit on the throne. Our family they'll sit on the throne and they'll get, they'll get keep Driftmark. Like your yep. daughters will get Driftmark now. And Rainey's who I would say right now is the best at playing the game of Thrones. I think oh, yeah? she's so smooth in this show. She's cool. She hasn't think, aged much. And I think, I think she, she does the thing that, well, like seasoned veterans do best, which is kind of sit back and let everyone mm-hmm. else screw up and then find the best deal and go with go that direction. And I and think then that's what slide she did. in and make big moves, you yeah. know, which we saw later in the throne room. And yeah, I mean, she doesn't really agree to a lot right up front, does she? She kind of like listens and then sits mm-hmm. back and waits because, yeah, she's made some pretty, pretty good moves. She has well, not it, figured out that her son is alive. Somewhere. It's kind of a kind of Lainor a callback did not to show up or anything didn't send a fucking raven and say actually you know mom and dad uh i'm just frolicking in, in essos yeah Don't jk broke back mountain um yeah. uh i think it's a callback to when um rhaenyra was rhaenyra rainies uh was talking to um rhaenyra when she was younger when it was millie as the actress mm-hmm. and they they kind of had that seat uh that like i don't know it looked like a bench there's a scene was... like yeah, over the courtyards yep i remember that yeah, and she was kind of explaining to her, like, you know, whether you want it to be this way or not, this is the way that it is, right? And yeah, I think you'll never I think actually she, be queen. Yeah, and I think she has um, hardened herself against um, all of this, like, ridiculous move making, and and you know, her her brother in law or whatever is making a big scene, and and that's not how you play it, right? You mm-hmm. play it quietly. You know, it's a it's a it's a waiting game, and yeah, she's a great character. I think she's she's the best, like Eric said, the best at playing it currently and teaching all the young pups how to do it. And she said to Rhaenyra, she was like, "This is a move of desperation." Rhaenyra's like, "Call it what you want, like, yeah, it's a good deal." Yeah, and she goes, "I have to do, I have to be alone in this. Like, you're doomed. This was a trap." Yeah, you know, They're the high tower is going to bring you to your knees tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is getting really serious now. And I, you know, she played this so perfectly. Um, you get a scene that I thought was a, another one of the best. Like they just do the one-on-one dialogue scene better than anyone. The thunderstorm conversation with Viserys and Rhaenyra, I thought was just a great moment of show. 
Mm-hmm. And she's kind of trying to ask him about uh, the tale of ice and fire that he believes in so dearly that he's like lived every second of his life thinking about. And she's so frustrated because she's kind of like run out of steam in this fight. Like she just is, doesn't have a lot of fight left in her. She knows she's losing. She knows she's in trouble and she just so badly wants her father to tell her what to do or to like help her to do something. And he's just so incapacitated, mm-hmm. but he was listening. We find out yeah. a couple, couple of different ways later that he heard some of that and he, some of that got through. So let's just move on to the next one. They go to listen to Otto Hightower, who's sitting on the throne at this yeah, point. Yeah, looking pretty comfortable up there. Kind of a ballsy Speaking, move. Yeah. Uh, and they are going to hear both sides of this argument where Vaymond is going to uh, stake his claim for Driftmark. And uh, it's looking really poor for, for Rhaenyra until the door opens. And in just an epic move, Viserys shows up with the coolest crown I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, should be everyone's Halloween costume this year. And he wants no help uh, climbing all the way to the throne as he's going to sit on the throne one last time. He's with decided, one arm. With one arm. Yeah. He he's wants one no arm more. With, the, wants... with the, the, the cane and the face, the cool fucking gold face mask. I mean, he looked like this was a big hero fucking moment. This was very fucking cool. In his most frail state, too, yeah. which is which was great. He had kind of, I think he had decided the, the morning of when he talked to Otto that he was, this was probably his last day. He, w- he yeah. was refusing medicine. He said, plan this meal. Like, and he yeah. was like, maybe, I, maybe I mean, not last day, but definitely like I've got maybe 48 hours. So let's, yep. let's do mm-hmm. a couple things and that's it. So he's pretty much giving up, but he wants to set things right. He sits on the throne and he says, I don't understand why we're even talking. About oh, dude, that. that was, I thought that was hilarious. Like how exasperated he was. Like yeah. I walked all this fucking way to deal with this shit again. He's like, so we right. have to settle this again. Like I thought that right. was like really funny the way that he delivered that. It's settled, you know, and then he, he's, and this is, he, he does hear a little bit from Vaymond, right? And Vaymond says like, look, these kids, and he says it, he finally says it in a big group out loud, very loud, vocally these children are bastards right like bam um and damon (laughs) damon had the king's back dude had his wife's back he says i will have your tongue and then damon just cuts his face in half (laughs) cuts his whole head in in half and says i guess he can keep his tongue because his tongue (laughs) it was like (laughs) hanging out the the top wasn't yeah (laughs) i mean epic fucking moment great pure like pulpy game of thrones fun um yeah and then you get to pretty much the last supper where he wants this meal with his family. Finally, someone carries. Well, let's, let's mention one thing though. Um, so Rainice was there, right? And she oh, yeah, keeps yes. her mouth kind of shut through this yep. because she's playing her own game. But as soon as the King shows up, she's like, got to think quick, got to make a move. And she totally backs Rhaenyra uh-huh. and she goes, yep. And not only that, but our children are to be wed. And she just announces the whole thing and totally fucking wins again, dude. Yeah. And, she, she and must have pivoted in that moment when she knew saw the king show up. She knew well now things are going to change here. We didn't we didn't count on this. We thought the high tower hand was going to take over here. I think that uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's a she's probably the best at reading the room, you know, mm-hmm. and taking the temperature of of the audience and knew that this is my time to strike. The iron's hot. 
Viserys loves weddings and people get together. He was trying for years to get everybody, you know, married off. And uh, if he could do it for his grandkids now and his last, you know, like you said, his, his last supper here or right before the last supper, all the better. And she she capitalized when she needed to. Mm-hmm. That was like a, that was like a power play goal where she yeah. knew that she knew that they were down and, and needed to put one in to just kind of snuff the whole thing out and did it very deftly. Yes. All right. So um, eventually we get to this last supper. Finally, they carry the king to this meal. I mean, this dude is walking everywhere for a while. <laughs> We've seen his nasty Well, would you back. want to touch him? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anybody wants to put the their court, hands. He wanted to walk, right? But in front of his family, they know how fucked he is. So he yeah. was okay being carried there. So he sits there at dinner. He tries to make everyone come back together. He takes off his cool gold mask. And this time you see that he has like um, the the cheek of Two-Face. Yeah, that's um, what I thought too from Batman. And an, just an empty eye socket. Yeah, not a great Har- look. Harvey Dent. That's it. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was great. I loved it. It looked amazing. He looked so cool. And he gives this whole speech about coming together as a family. And if not for the realm, for him... And they're celebrating the engagements of uh, the kids, the Valerians, and the, uh, you know, the Strongs. And then you get this awkward, like, stretch of toasts where they all start toasting each other. Uh, Alicent, Rhaenyra, and then the kids start doing it after, um, what's the oldest? The So this is where we're going to have some Aegon? trouble. Because Aemon, right? Aemon is the Aemon, older one. Aegon is, is the younger with the, the cut. No? Other way. Reverse. Uh, other way. Yeah. Okay. Other okay. way. But he Aegon is making fun of the inexperience of his cousin, who I also don't know his name. Jace? Strong. Jace Strong. Or Luke. Or Luke. I, I don't so, remember which Well, they're older. not... I mean, they are Strongs, but they're Targaryen. So, yeah. J, yeah. Um, Jace Targaryen. and Luke. Um, and so it starts making fun of him in front of his new fiancé. And he, with no composure at all, slams the table and ends up giving this weird, awkward um, toast to his cousins. Yeah, so strange. That was bizarre. And then Eamon gives a toast to them for being so strong. Yeah, and all hell is... These strong kids. They're so strong. Yeah. They're so strong. Well, you know, we missed the toast, though, that I thought was... And I want to talk to you guys about this. When Alicent responds to... Rhaenyra's toast you know Rhaenyra's like look Alicent say what you want but she's been an awesome wife like she's been great to my father you know like whatever she's done everything she should have as a as a queen um and then Alicent responds with thank you you know a cheer a toast to Rhaenyra who will make a, a fine queen yeah and in front of the whole family I mean this isn't at court you know so like she I can go she back on it I think she believed that in that moment. I think that I think in that moment she she did. Um, okay, so you guys think that that was genuine? I think it was. I think she's kind of her accepting. Like, I think at that point she had kind of accepted. Like, I'm sick of fighting, and like I think that that was kind of a theme of this episode. That like the two of them are so exhausted by this power struggle that they both kind of don't want the power so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they've just put so much into fighting each other for power that both of them kind of have these moments where they're just like, I'm done fighting for the same or it's not worth it. And so I think that like for the last parts of the episode, I think she truly believed like, yeah, I've kind of moved on. He's right. Like we need to come together and mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I mean, that would all change at the end of the episode. Um, but just before we get to that, I was gonna say, I think you're, I think you're getting complacent there, Eric. 
I want to know. Put your tinfoil hat on a little bit, uh, a little bit tighter, and uh, I think you can see through. One of them is lying. One of them is full of shit. Mm. So I think that um, what's going to happen here is that Amond is going to be a big fucking. Yeah. He seems like he's too cool of so an. He's actor. the eye patch kid. Yeah, he's... he looks so much like Damon too. He just seems so imposing. They showed him battling very evenly with uh, Kristen, Sir Kristen. He beat, and beat, beat Kristen, yeah. He's obviously a very talented fighter who's going to be well beyond um, Rhaenyra's kids, which is going to come. But, and Aegon seems like he couldn't care less about anything other than, like, torturing girls around Yeah, he the just palace. wants to, like, rape girls and then have his the queen take care of it, get rid of the problem. I thought yeah. for sure that that... that handmaid that he raped was gonna die i did and I too think she but... maybe did like we could almost assume she disappeared um, i kind of i think i think though like again they're so good at having you guess what's about to happen and then change it and i think like you were mm-hmm. supposed to think in this episode that like all goodness hadn't disappeared from allison and like right. i kept being like she's dead she's dead she's dead she's dead and then the <laughs> yeah. end was kind of like she was like i believe you i'm sorry and like, yeah, here's some like, money. Here's, yeah. you know, Moon Tea, a.k.a. the equivalent of Plan B. I think um, you were supposed to kind of like think, oh, of course, evil Allison, who's up, who's power hungry, is just going to murder this poor girl. Right. And then I think in the end, you were supposed to think like, hey, there still is humanity in her. You know, she doesn't want she's not just butchering people. She's not Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Even if she's done some bad I stuff. I thought for sure they were like, Kristen's going to walk you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did too. I kept being like, she is gone. Like, I, I knew it. I knew it Raped in my head. and murdered. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we'll, well find think... out more on that later uh, because it's not doing a time jump um, next week. But I think that's maybe just it. I think the actress was playing it like she knew she was going to be murdered, too. Like, yeah. because yeah. she didn't she didn't tell on him, you know, and she was trying to do everything she could to be like, I, I, I'll forget it. You know, it's mm-hmm. my fault. Like she she knew what the what the price the stakes could be. The there, stakes yeah. were likely to be, yeah, and got lucky. So, Ryan, who did who did you think was lying? I think Allison's lying. Why? I don't think uh, she's just going to roll over and and lay down, and I think that will ultimately mm-hmm. be her downfall. I think she's going to, um, you know, keep your friends close but your enemies closer, uh, type of thing. Yeah. Um, she her you know her dad went to extensive lengths to explain to her. Like your kids' necks are on the chopping block, and I feel yeah. like the closer Viserys gets to uh, death, the more desperate Allison is going to become to save her kids, and that may cost her her life or whatever. But she's going to try and save them over like yeah. her friendship with Rhaenyra. I feel like you know, with being queen regent, um, with Viserys dead, right? I mean, that's we'll get to it in a minute, right? But. Um, I think she's just going to like turn inward and just focus so much on her kids that she's going to want them to be kings. Well, so then you get the last scene where you hear more of the Song of Ice and Fire and she's talking to um, Viserys. He's in incredibly weak state at this point. He's taking these drugs and he's jumping back into the conversation he had with Rhaenyra Mm -hmm. about Aegon's dream. And so everything he says gets misinterpreted by Alicent. And this is why I think that she was being sincere then, and now she will not. Now she will fight forever. Because his dying wish was, in her mind, mm-hmm. was, 
I'm sorry, you have to make him the king. You have to make Aegon the king in her mind, is what he was saying. He's the one who will unite us. You are the only person who can set this up. And, like, he pretty much puts puts her on this quest of, like, you have to do this now. And she misinterprets literally every word he says as he's talking about a prophecy that has guided his life. And she isn't taking it as... My son has to be the king. This is his dying wish. On his deathbed, he's telling me to make our son the king. Yeah, I I think I go a little bit more on Ryan's side on this one. And I think that she knew that he was very confused. She, I think that, you know, she spends time around him all the time. She knows yeah, that it's he's, not her first he's never time. with it. Yeah, it's she, not her first time around him when he's on the milk. He was continuing a conversation she knew nothing about. And then sort of just pretended to, to be like, yep. Oh yeah, the song of ice and fire sounds good. But what was he? What was what was he saying in it? But he. But then yes, and then he says, you know, you need to 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 carry on, and you know, you need to whatever, you need to win this or have the power. Um, and I think that she knew that he had been talking to Rhaenyra and probably was confused. But I think she also took it like, okay, fine, I'm going to take this at face value. Um, he just told me to to take over and and lead, and I'm going to. So I think, she I was... think that she didn't. I don't think she. I think that she knew he wasn't really talking to her, but she's just going to take it and go because she's like, you know what? Yeah, he told me to. I'm expecting, I, 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 I'm expecting think, a full apology next week. I think, well, I think she was leaning, maybe not like fully, like full scale <laughs> planning against Rhaenyra with the, with the fake handshake and the, we should spend more time together crap. I think she was leaning the way of, you know, putting her kids on the throne. And that just was kind of like the solidification of it. Yeah, his the, the ramblings of a, the ramblings that. of a of a of a senile old man who's on his last days on earth, who's high on milk of the poppy. Like it's not like yeah. she hasn't heard him probably rambling in bed before. You know what I mean? I think it was yeah, just he's like saying a, his, he's saying his oldest son with her's name. He's the one. He's the one who will bring us all together. Aegon, Aegon, yeah. And she's like, are you talking about Aegon? Does Aegon, Aegon the king? And he's like, yeah, like you know what I'm talking about. And then he's like, you have to be the one to do this. And then she just like walks away, like okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they leave that much to like a, a little like plot twist or plot contrivance of a you know miss. It's almost like the Kristen Cole scene all over again, where he uh, quick admits to everything because Allison's talking about somebody else. You know, um, I I think that it's she was she wanted to go that way, and she's going to take that as the push that she wanted and needed. All right, listeners, give us your thoughts. Who's right in this? I'm feeling confident. We'll find out more next week. Well, what def- if we never know? I don't I don't know if we'll ever find that out, and I don't know if it matters, right? Mm-hmm. I think whatever her motivations are, as long as they come to fruition um, in some way, you know, again, when we flash forward to, like, the original Game of Thrones series, there's nay a Hightower to be mentioned for five seasons, I don't think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I think it will be her downfall and it's not because she was friendly to Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, who do you think won this week? I think it's easy. I think it's Viserys. Yeah. yeah. What an episode, dude. Hey, let's shout out to Patty Constantine. Didn't even know who this actor was. Had seen him in a couple things like, you know, BBC TV stuff. He's fucking phenomenal. He played this dude from like 40 to 70. I think, by the way, he was supposed to be about 70 when he died. And Damon's only supposed to be four years younger than him in the books. So I think mm. they kind of aged, they, they kind of played with this age a little bit. But anyways. The book's um, just a guide anyway. It's not really, oh, a, you which know. Which is good. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't want to know what's in the books. Like for listeners, we're never going to go and look up who the fuck wins and who dies and who, you know, we don't want to know. 
uh, and don't tell us. Uh, but yeah, dude, he, I mean, great send off his like hero moment of showing up. All he did was like one last big kingly duty and he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was cool. I think that, that he went out with a bang. He may have also really fucked things up there at the end if Eric's right. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's what he does. He He's a good king that lived a long time and ruled over a peaceful reign. But he maybe sowed a lot of seeds for destruction in the meantime. Well, he, yeah, like, it's, 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 he, he inadvertently created this massive power vacuum and yeah. not in a, not in a way that's going to be beneficial for his legacy realm. is that he created a civil war. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> like he really created a civil war and that will be his entire legacy, but he was incredible in this episode. Like I said, every time he just like stood up, I was like on the edge of my seat. And then um, I think was, the other person, <laughs> he, he stood up like twice, but yeah, sure. Well, edge of my seat, the whole time he walked. and then uh, the other person I think was a winner in this episode was Rainies. I think she had an elite mm-hmm. episode. She strengthened her power. She strengthened her house and her grandchildren, and she gets to keep uh, Driftmark and her family uh, under her watch and her control. And For she now. just. Played everyone like a fiddle. Yeah, uh, Rhaenyra also had a nice episode. Uh, it looked bad for her, and her dad came through. Um, so together, I think that they, they had a nice a nice episode. Did we never we never said this? I mean, the king died at the end, right? I think you were supposed. If he to comes think. back as like just a head in a jar, and he's still trying to. <laughs> it's like they're dumping like, milk and poppy in the fucking water. Like, dude, stop. The maesters, he, the maesters make him like crag from Ninja Turtles and like put his brain yeah. into the body of uh, the mountain, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. He said my love at the very end and breathed in the last like one second of the episode. So technically he didn't die on didn't the show. Die, although I had closed caption on and it said stops breathing. Okay. Mm. Yes, so, I mean, I think you were yeah. supposed to assume those were his final sex. Yes, okay. I hope well, it would be stupid. How much more decrepit? Fast forward another eight <laughs> years and he's just a skeleton. You fast forward eight years and they're like, Damon died and so did Rhaenyra and <laughs> so did Otto and the kids are adults and the yeah. king is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> they got him like weekend at Bernie's, like hanging up, you know what yeah. I mean? Allison would like that. Um, yeah, so I think that that's a good place for us to stop. We have two more episodes, and you have to imagine, with this being the second to last episode, that things are really going to get crazy here in the, you know, episode nine. It's always the wildest episode of um, the season, and I'm expecting a lot of bloodshed next week. You think we'll have some named characters die? I think we'll have... Of like a very important character, like someone okay. that we're shocked. About. What what like, would you say that the like? Do you think it's the over under would be at one and a half? So do you think two or more named characters are going to die in this episode? Or, or um, yeah, I think that the I most think, likely the characters. Over. I think my most likely characters to die are um, Aegon. I think and we're not. Up. And Viserys is off the board. We're just yeah, he's we're assuming he's dead. Yeah. Um, Aegon, uh, whatever the oldest kid's name is of Rhaenyra and Luke, the, and and the second oldest. I think the three of them are all in grave danger yes. in this episode. Yeah. In fact, it's possible that you know Damon kills one of those kids or something in a fight, right? To like, and you know, not only is one of them going to die, the other party will be openly and clearly responsible for it, really kicking off, you know, open war. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that um, it's going to be 
um why can't i think of his name the the other son with the eye patch Amond. Amond. Amond's killing someone Amond's a psycho dude i said he looks around a little bit a killing machine well and they i think the i think the bullying he took uh as a kid is gonna come back to haunt the other kids that were doing that and he's gonna make an example out of them right yeah he's got little man syndrome from back then and he's got a fucking battleship of a dragon yeah, seriously. Like Vagar yeah. can melt castles, dude. He's he's a powerful foe. And I, just... I think I think the other uh the like Bela and whatever the other kids are, the Valerian kids, I think they're in big trouble too. I think Rainies yeah. might be in trouble. I think Corliss is obviously in serious trouble. Otto and... Otto could be on the chopping block as well. Mm-hmm. And I do think that I, I think that um, Rhaenyra and Allison will survive, and I think Damon will survive. But if I had to pick out of the three of them, I think Damon would be my most likely to go. I know that would suck. yeah, but it would make it's sense. Big, for, it would make sense. For... Like if you're a named like a bigger named actor, he's the most famous person in the show. Yeah, I mean, and he even he's not like a huge star. But um, that being said, dude, sometimes they Sean Beans get fucking killed, so they don't have to pay you anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, looking... it would make it would make a whole lot of sense for like the Rhaenyra story arc, you know, that the love of her life she finally gets to be with and is having kids with is taken from her, and now she's very pissed off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I hope that he's not. I mean, this happens to women characters all the time. They're literally set up. You, they, they want you to like about like them just so they can die and then motivate the male protagonist. This would be the reverse of that, right? Yeah. All right, guys. So I think it's all time we have on this episode. We got two more episodes of uh, the Thrones cast coming up for the last two of the season. So make sure to tune into those. We got two more episodes coming up this week uh, for the Nordies podcast. So until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies podcast. <laughs>